0: Hello, I'm Neil Whelan, and welcome to the Wesleyan Next Step podcast. Back with me again in the studio is Isabel Skinner from Wesleyan Student Liaison Team. Hello, Izzy. Hi, Neil. So, last time, you were talking to Fraser Thompson about his relocation from Scotland to Oxford to become a doctor. This is part two of that conversation, so what did you chat about this time?
1: So, for this part, uh, Fraser gave some more general advice for medical students starting their foundation training. is obviously something that can be quite daunting, you know, taking that next step from medical school into the foundation programme. So we wanted to give some advice, just some hints and tips to kind of prepare students for that next step.
0: And this kind of advice is at the very core of what the next step's all about, isn't it? As we go around to medical schools and dental schools, educate the next generation about what it's really like to work out there.
1: Absolutely. It's really important that we can kind of fill that gap in the understanding and getting people who have been through it before to talk firsthand about that experience is kind of the best way to go about it.
0: Good. So let's see what you have got to say.
1: Can you explain to me kind of how your expectations and your experience of starting F1 differed?
2: Yeah, so I think like everyone, I was a bit terrified of starting Um you're almost going to get this impression when you're at uh, medical school and the way that they train you that, you know, everything's just going to be an emergency. You're going to be dealing with complex cases by yourself. um, And that's not really the reality of F1. So I would say the reality is more, yes, you do have to deal with things um, at times, but it's not... um, it's not never ending as such, it's not like back-to-back emergencies. Um, and there's all you're a lot more supported than you would think. So when you do your exams, your OSCEs, etc., you are the decision maker. But actually, when you get there and you're in F1, you're in a team and your team's all more senior to you. And they're all completely appreciative of the situation that you're in. And they know that you're nervous and inexperienced and everyone that when I started was very helpful with that and very much eased me into it and um, so you're not thrown in the deep end as much as you probably assume you are when starting.
1: Yeah well I hope our listeners are really reassured by that because I think that's a yeah it sounds like a really good experience. Um, is there anything that you feel you know particularly went well for you uh, in your F1?
2: Yeah I think the the bits that I've enjoyed the most is sort of the appreciation from um, so I worked in paediatrics, so parents um, and on my new job, relatives as well. Um, when they when they come up and they find you specifically to say thank you so much for everything you've done. You've been great. You've really helped. Um, and it's just nice having that sort of positive feedback. Um, and I think that also just gives you that reassurance, you know, I must be doing something right if you know people are coming up to me and saying thank you for the care that you've given. Um, that and also just good feedback from consultants as well. Um, So again, it just boosts your confidence and makes you feel like, you know, I'm actually on the right track um, and I'm learning and doing well in my role.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's about so much more than just patient care, isn't it? Family comes into it massively. So yeah, I can see why those would be real be um, real benefits for you. Um, So I remember um, at the Next Step event, you were saying a little bit about some opportunities you had to kind of sample different rotations. So I think you went out and pursued some opportunities to maybe shadow some staff. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, so I've I've not actually done it yet, but um, within your foundation program, you get the opportunity to do TASTER Weeks. And the idea behind it is that um, when you apply for jobs, uh, for core training um, or run through training, they appreciate that you might not have had every single job in your foundation program that you would have wanted. Um, quite often could be the case that you don't actually get the specific job in your foundation carousel that you're applying for. So what they do is they offer these taster weeks and it gives you a week whereby you can go shadow a consultant that's in that specialty. Um, and it, First of all, gives you the experience, a little bit of experience as to what life is like in that specialty, um, and it also means that you can put it down in your CV to say, you know, I showed dedication to this specialty. Um, although I didn't get it as one of my foundation jobs, I've kind of shown that I am interested in this. Um, so usually it's a week long. Um, I think one of uh, the Scottish foundation doctors was saying that in Scotland, I think you might get one per year, um, and. Going about organising it, I'd say be proactive with it. Um, there's opportunities to go out with your own hospital as well if your hospital doesn't offer that specific rotation that you want to do. Um, and yeah, just try and clear it with your, your rota coordinator. I tried to get it for this rotation that I'm on just now, but they said that they were too understaffed. So I have to wait to my next one to try and get it. Um, but I'll probably have to try and go back up to Edinburgh with, with mine as a sort of reason to go home as well as exploring a different field.
1: Yeah so it sounds like with a little bit of motivation you can really kind of make that happen. Sounds like a really good opportunity to kind of branch out from the rotations that you're set.
2: Yeah definitely I'd say that nobody should just let that opportunity slip by. It's it's a good opportunity even if you are set in a specialty and you've got that specialty within your rotation um, which is the case for myself. I want to do orthopedics and I've got orthopedics in F2 but I'm still going to use it as an opportunity to try a different form of surgery to see you know what do I prefer that instead? Um, so i definitely say don't waste that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's really good advice for making the most of your foundation training. Um, so another question I suppose is how did you find settling into your new routine? So going from medical school, I know you said that most of the intense stuff is kind of done by February time, so perhaps it's a little bit different for the end of that. But again starting work is going to be a massive change so I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about how that was for you.
2: Yeah so I I got quite lucky in my first six months and that was a supernumerary um, F1 so I just worked nine till five Monday to Friday so it was really nice got a nice routine um, was living almost I guess a a normal working life with that job Um, so it it was very easy then I think you still get a bit of a shock to the system when you come from university environment where you know, if you wake up in the day and you're not quite feeling it and you don't go in or you go in a bit later um, or if you decide, oh, actually, you know, on Thursday next week, I really want to go and do X with my friend. So I'm going to, you know, switch my clinic to a different day. But when you work, you don't really have that option um, and you definitely feel bit limited by it. Um, and then also in terms of planning holidays and leave in advance um, was also, I mean, it was expected, but it's still a bit of a shock to the system whereby you have to, you know, give six weeks notice. You can't just turn around next week and go, yeah, I'm going to go on holiday. Um, so that was definitely a shock. Having just moved on to my new job, um, it's much more of a classic uh, foundation doctor schedule with nights and Uh, weekends and different uh, lengths of shifts and it it definitely upsets your routine Um, it makes life out with work tricky Um, so as I was saying before I play in a hockey club and for the next three weekends I can't play because I've I've got work Um, and it's frustrating um, at times and you can get days off during the week and nobody else is off so what do you do with your day off? So it it can be tricky, um, but I guess we all knew this when we signed up to it, but it still takes a little bit of time getting used to.
1: Yeah, definitely, I can imagine. Um, And another thing is that when you are doing a supernumerary job, kind of working that nine to five, I guess you're looking really at, getting your basic salary, whereas the work you're doing now with your night shifts and your weekend shifts, you're looking at opportunities to kind of boost that pay, you're obviously earning a little bit extra for doing that. So, and not only, also obviously with the salary progression, so earning a bit more in F2. So, were you tempted just to kind of think, oh my goodness, a massive paycheck, that's so exciting and have loads of fun with it, or have you been a little bit more sensible? Would you have any advice for our students who have obviously been going to, and maybe earning not so much, to a pretty good paycheck?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so this, I've not actually had my first paycheck yet on the new job. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, my six months as a supernumerary F1 um, were were at the start, so I didn't get taxed on my first four paychecks. So actually, they went a long way, but the last two months, it was definitely a lot tighter. And so I'm looking forward to getting that extra paycheck. Um, In terms of what I do with it, um, I'm just probably actually going to use it on another holiday. Um, (laughs) but I think thereafter you know I'm going to be a bit more sensible put a bit more um, just a little bit away every month um, for uh, sort of professional things so I like to have I've got a pot of money that I use for exams and courses Um, and I'm now gonna start so I put that aside right at the start of foundation but now that I'm on higher salary than i was for the last six months i'm going to start adding back into that and um, because i've spent a bit of it already um, on various courses um but otherwise yeah i'm gonna use it on holiday first
1: one i think that's very sensible and hopefully claiming your courses back as expenses will help top that pot up a little bit
2: ah uh, so as a foundation year one doctor you sadly do not get to claim study leave expenses.
1: Okay
2: that's
1: um, good to
2: know. Yeah so as an F2 you get um, study leave expenses and it varies depending on your trust. I know in Oxford it's unlimited which is quite nice. I don't know quite what unlimited truly means but um, <laughs> but as a foundation year one doctor they uh, go on the basis that everything that you need to learn as an FY1 is included in the course so they will not give you study leave, nor will they give you any study expenses. So if you want to do any courses or exams, it comes out of your own money. The one thing I would say about exams is that even as an F2, you would still have to pay for your own exams. It's just the courses that you would have to pay for as an F1.
1: Sure, that's really good to know. Thank you for running through that with me. Um, So I guess as we kind of come to the end of the chat that we're having, do you have any tips for students or any real take-home messages, either something you felt we haven't really had the chance to cover or maybe just to reiterate like a little final message for our listeners?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's exciting starting your F1, Um, definitely something you've been working towards for a while, you're getting paid, Um, I really would just try and say enjoy it as much as possible, Although it is nice to you know be a bit sensible with your money, uh, at the same time I would say enjoy it. It's, you know it's your first opportunity having some money. Um, your time out with work's limited. Um, go on holidays, enjoy yourself. You're going to get bigger paychecks year on year on year. Um, so actually, the amount you save just now is not as
0: uh,
2: is not going to make as much of an impact as uh, later years. Um, so really enjoy it. Um, and yeah that's about it to be honest and also enjoy having uh, not that much responsibility sadly year on year on year it increases
1: <laughs> but. Um, so yeah I guess that's kind of everything we wanted to cover so yeah just a massive thank you to you Fraser and um, yeah best of luck with your new rotation
0: and that's our show for this week thank you to Isabella and Fraser Izzy where can people find out more about the next step
1: So if you visit the website, which is www.wesleyan.co.uk forward slash the next step, you can find loads of really great content from articles, videos, uh, information guides, all sorts. Social media is also a really good thing to follow. So on Facebook, you can find us at The Next Step Wesleyan. And on Instagram, we're at The Wes Next Step.
0: Thanks for that. If people want to find out more about Wesleyan more generally, we're at wesleyan.co.uk. On Twitter, at Wesleyan on Instagram Mount Wesleyan underscore UK and we're on Facebook and LinkedIn so you can search for us on there. But that's it for now so thanks again Izzy.
1: Thank you very much.
0: See you next time and thanks for listening.